0: You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. And sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! Barley I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain you're welcome. welcome i'm ben i am fraser fraser like razor hi babes hi yeah uh, how you doing i'm good i've had a very lovely day although you have just seen me be distraught because i cannot find my iron-on diamantes yeah i
1: i did come in to find you in a state of dis disarray I know. going through various bags and trying to say saying well this is my this is my costume bag. Here's my gold belt for my JLo costume. And you couldn't find your, your stick no on diamantes. diamantes.
0: Because if you, uh, people will know that if you buy those, they come in bulk. <laughs> so, so somewhere
1: in this house is like 500 stick on diamantes that you can't find. It's not
0: like 10,000 <laughs> that I bought for 50 cents on Amazon or something. I don't know. Oh. I had a very
1: kind of affirming Angelino moment on the way over. Because, you know, I've only recently fully fledged driver in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And as I was driving here, someone cut me up and I did that thing of instantly looking at their license plate and seeing they were from a different state. Oh. And I shouted, fuck you, Texas at them. Yep. And I felt really like it came so quickly. And so naturally, I just went, fuck you, Texas. And then I was like, actually, yeah, fuck you, Texas in general. In general,
0: my, my brain follows that with, you don't know these roads. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, it was so rude. They cut me up on the, on the freeway. Mm. when you said the freeway was it the mario kart
0: road that's right beside my house no it was the 101 okay i have mentioned on the podcast before that my house is right beside i think it's the oldest freeway in um western america wait <laughs> is it the 110 or the 210 you know i never remember <laughs> one it's the one 110 10. one that makes sense it's the first okay the 210 the where one, did you get
1: that from well, there
0: is a 210 somewhere I know, but it's just funny you don't know what uh, freeway you live oh, by I, uh, whatever <laughs> Anyway, my friend from Glasgow who lives in LA said, "I mean that freeway just is a real specific shout out to, America, to to Glasgow listeners. I mean that freeway is basically just like the switchback beside Annie's Land, which is a very <laughs> excuse me, a very Annie's specific Land, Annie's Land, yeah, in Glasgow. Is that a theme park? It's no, it's just a part of. It's just where Annie she look. Annie bought a load of land. And they built oh it. Annie's a <laughs> yeah. I don't, I know I don't know who Annie is, but it's called Annie's Land, all one. But word. what is it? It's uh, an area of Glasgow." Okay, <laughs> very confusing. Yeah. The, 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 swi- the, the switchback, the, the, the sureness
1: of the way you were saying it to me was also making it confusing. You like, know Annie's but land. I,
0: I was directing this <laughs> mainly at Glasgow listeners. Okay, yeah. Um, any other goss from you?
1: Not much. I mean, you saw me last night. I did. So I'm I'm a little like, hungover. I had. I had lunch with
0: someone the other day, and they said, "Oh, have you seen? Uh, have you seen Fraser much? Have you seen?" And I'm like, "Yeah, too <laughs> all, much. All the goddamn time." <laughs> and i have you seen Fraser, but like, uh-huh
1: yeah we're we're unfortunately we are close friends as well as professional friends, exactly. so it's all day every day exactly.
0: <laughs> Should we do some feedback let's I've actually got some feedback from us feedback from us to the listeners and that is we wanted to say thank you very much for listening to our four episode your welcome america presents the saturdays 24 7 specials yes a lot of words (laughs) really appreciated you listening it was very it was very fun to do it was
1: especially our last episode where we were in michael's parents garage in beverly hills and yeah when I was editing it, my voice is very faint. I don't know if you've listened to the episode it back. was It I, was faint. I don't know what happened. I sound like I was sitting in another another kind of part of the garage. So apologies about that, that people couldn't hear my amazing takes as loud as you and Michael. <laughs> what a, What a shocking dynamic that yours and Michael's voices are just technically louder than mine and I couldn't be heard. <laughs> just like in life.
0: So thank you so much for listening yeah. to that. We will be doing more spin-offs in the future, but if you liked if you liked what you heard, do go listen to our old spin-offs. We've got Totally Scot Lee. Totally
1: Scot Lee. That was our first. It was. Then the amazing Girls Aloud. Uh, off, the record. off the record. And then a real odd turn down uh, Pussycat dolls. <laughs> search for the next doll, which is a really funny, stupid side season that we did.
0: Yes. Also, I w- I made a note of a, there was a show the other day, so I think we'll probably end up doing at some point chasing the sats, the um, the Saturdays e show. Yes. I mean, that feels right. I mean, we probably
1: need a break from those. Yeah, we're a little sat urated with them
0: exactly exactly we probably need a little break from those very over exciting creatures that are the saturdays okay let's hear some feedback from actual listeners not us what have you got for us so i had some
1: just personal feedback sent to me Uh so this is from clc core listener charlie this is in regards to the last episode of moonlight rollaway that i talked about yes now i said that it was the equivalent of solar skate in norwich which is our local skating rink funkies funkies now funkies and uh clc and i are from the same place and this is what this is what i got i got dumped in solar Skate to the sounds of aqua and i said which song yes turn back time
0: That's really sad.
1: And I said... Sliding Doors. Oof, that's rough. I'm sorry. I love that song. And she said, it was unfortunate. Sorry, triggered for Charlie there. This
0: is the moment, because that famously is on the Sliding Doors soundtrack. It is. And we continually try to pitch Sliding Doors 2, which involves three Gwyneth Paltrels, <laughs> Uh Blonde, brunette, red redhead. Head. Oh, she's dangerous, that one. <laughs> oh, redhead Gwyneth. <laughs> Maybe she's a murderer, that one. Mm, that's fun. <laughs> We have some feedback from Zachary Adam. He commented on our Jubes and Moonlight Rollerway episode. He said, a friend and I flew over to London for Hoopla this year because we'd mentioned Mighty Hoopla. Yes. Yeah. And it was one of the most enjoyable festival experiences I've ever had compared to America. Steps was amazing. <laughs> and the original Sugar Babes lineup was incredible. Loved hearing Siobhan sing all Heidi's parts. Ooh. We also checked out two brewers after hearing you guys talk about <laughs> it on the pod. Oh, Oh my god and we were getting our lives hearing all the camp bops we would never hear in a us gay club we do need to hear more about the trip to two Brewers. yeah i
1: think i think zachary you're gonna have to send us send us a dm with some a little more detailed stories about what happened in there those exact songs and, yes and did you or any of your party or did you see anyone fall over because as i always mention it's not a night of the two Brewers until you've seen multiple people fall off that stage Definitely. A lot of people misjudge that step and just fall straight down.
0: Also, weren't the people who worked in two brewers really rude, or if I made that up? The DJ was
1: really rude. The, the DJ, DJ does not rude. take requests. He refuses to take requests. And
0: wasn't he? I remember we requested maybe Sierra or something, and he said we don't play R and B. Yes. And then the next song was <laughs> I don't know, Ashanti or something. Right. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. So yeah, Zachary, please, we'd love more. <laughs> also, what did you drink? What did yes. you And was there were there ice cubes served in those drinks? I already know the answer. The answer is no. <laughs> Maybe one cube. Well, and the, the Platty Jubes weekend, they'd run out of ice cubes. <laughs> Long gone. London was
1: iceless. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually a little bit related to the Saturdays twenty four seven special that we did, but I think it pertains well to the main feed show. Okay, and that is we discussed old El Paso, <laughs> fajita <laughs> and nacho kits on the episode because yes. obviously. It's what Frankie used to make the seasoned finale scenes in her conservatory. Seasoned finale. <laughs> well, unseasoned. Unseasoned. <laughs> that that bowl of mince with the sweaty lettuce. So the gay gasp on Instagram got in touch with us and said, "FYI, Americans know and love Old El Paso, and not they don't just mean the place in Texas. And this is a picture from Dallas, Texas, of Old El Paso meal kits on the shelves in a supermarket in America." Who knew? Who knew? I really thought it was a specific British thing.
0: Well, that was interesting because podcast Nemesis Michael didn't bring it up. But then I was thinking in my head, California, there's such a Mexican influence. Maybe that wouldn't pass here. But in Texas... Well,
1: that's what I'm really shocked by because how could it be... Like an actually near the place El Paso, I mean, I'm very curious about whether that's actually from there.
0: I wonder if Old El Paso is. This would make sense. Okay, I'm going to pitch this. <laughs> old El Paso was created by a Texan after enjoying the nearby Mexican cuisine, and then and then sold it and made money for an American. Do you know uh, what I mean? Much yeah. than, remember we discovered that Taco Bell was created by an American man after trying Mexican food across the street. So then he set up a rival Mexican restaurant. Oh, and hang I, on. What's it saying? Are you going to tell me like Sweden's involved or no, something? No, this is,
1: it's, it's even weirder than that because it's actually genuinely, it basically was a, a canning company in 1917 in New Mexico. Oh. And it was bought from a local in old El Paso, Texas. What? I'm, com- I'm, I'm concerned about the deal that went on. Yeah, Old El Paso relocated to many locations around the US before finally settling in Texas in 1958. Mm. What the fuck? Oh my God, I'm so, I'm, I'm so shocked. I didn't know that we were looking at a historical product on the shelves. I genuinely thought, yeah, it would be like a Swedish conglomerate that owned it and
0: it was made yeah. in like Germany or something. Well, there you go. I mean, it is quite literally Old El Paso. Fuck. What about, what about Phileas Fogg's, <laughs> Phileas Fogg's tortilla chips? We don't need to look that up. That
1: literally okay. goes back to Phileas Fogg himself. Okay, got it. Did he fly around the world in a in balloon? In a balloon.
0: So maybe he tasted them on his travels. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm just
1: whipping up some tortilla
0: chips to him in the balloon. Yeah. Or he like, he flew low in the balloon and just like, oh, i have Ow. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> the end of that that feedback really took us (laughs) took us around the world in a hot air balloon (laughs) as ever on our flagship episode of (laughs) you welcome
1: america stop saying flagship
0: We tackle a British pop culture topic, and we discuss, dissect, and work out the US equivalent. And we always discuss a US pop culture topic, and we do the exact same thing, and work out the UK equivalent. So you're up first with our British topic, aren't you? Yes, indeed. What is it? I don't know what it is today. I'm going very
1: British today. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. McVitties? (laughs) It's St. George. No. um, (laughs) (laughs) Actually, not far off. Colonialism? (laughs) So I'm going to be discussing, Uh as we're getting into the start of summer, Uh I'm going to be discussing a tradition known as the village fate. Oh. Now, you might think as a listener of this podcast, maybe, you know, not as someone who actually knows me, but as a listener, you may think with this faux American accent, you know, mixed with, you know, gritty London, that I'm some kind of urban raised,
0: Mm -mm. cool
1: city living guy. Mm -mm. But actually, I'm from a really fucking weird place. I am from the whitest of the white part of the UK, and I'm from an actual village. Not a town, not a city. I was literally raised in a village. The village was cool. <laughs> I don't think you've ever really heard this version of my life in such detail before, but basically there's a few levels of lies that I tell people that make it easier to explain where I'm from. Okay. So. So obviously when I'm in America, I say I moved here from London, (laughs) just easier. Which is true. Uh, Because it's true. And then obviously when pressed, I say I'm from a county called Norfolk. So sometimes I just give the the county. If I meet people in the UK, I tell them I'm from Norwich. That's not true. Then sometimes I will get more specific and say, well, actually, technically I I kind of grew up near Great Yarmouth, which is more embarrassing. That's also not true. (laughs) I'm actually from a village called Reps with Bastwick.
0: What? I've never heard these sounds come out of your mouth. Reps with ba- Bastwick. Bastwick.
1: So the village was actually two very small hamlets that combined. So the hamlet of oh, Reps. That,
0: oh, no, that well, that clears everything up. Now that you've dropped in the phrase hamlet.
1: The hamlet of Reps, R-E-W-P-S, and then the hamlet of Bastwick, B-A-S-T-W-I-C-K. They combined and became Reps with Bastwick, or sometimes Reps Come Bastwick, literally C-U-M, like come.
0: Yeah, but that <laughs> Ital- not Italian, a Latin or yes, something? Yes,
1: exactly. Reps Come Bastwick. So I'm from a tiny village called Reps with Bastwick. God, okay. Filled with only white people. And lots of hanging baskets? Uh, those, those hanging baskets, there was... You know, famously, we did not have a pub, which is meant to be the sign of a kind of traditional village. Our village was so small, we didn't even have a pub. We had a post office. I was going to
0: say post office. Had to. Yeah. Because where are
1: you going to get your um, family allowance? Yes, exactly. And then, luckily, we had the lifeline of a garage.
0: <laughs> what what brand of garage? Was, oh, when, was, when we say garage, we say we mean gas station. Gas station, petrol station. Petrol station. All of the
1: above. I Shell, BP, I, I, Texaco, what we talking about? I actually can't remember what it was, but that was a real... Like when that came around in the, at some point in the nineties, that really changed everything. Cause it meant that we could, Yeah, they had better stuff than what was in the actual post office.
0: Well, it's good because they would probably have a really good like freezer section in yeah. terms of getting your magnums, your cornetos, exactly. your calippos.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, things weren't great at the, at the post office after it got held at gunpoint. Gunpoint? <laughs> yeah. There's like an armed robbery at that post office. It was really dark. Stealing stamps. Yeah. It was really bad. Poor old Anne and Keith. They had to close the post office after that.
0: So now how do people get their family allowance and mail things? I mean, I don't know.
1: I oh. I left. I, I haven't been back to that one horse town since.
0: The post office closed and you
1: left. <laughs> <laughs> to get back onto back onto my topic. I am from a really weird place like that. Okay. And I had a very white, white rural, middle class upbringing and childhood. So I know myself a village fucking fate. Okay so a villi- explain
0: explain to the listeners so, a village fate
1: so a village fate according to wikipedia is a elaborate which i really <laughs> take umbridge with for the reps with Bastwick village fate an elaborate festival party or celebration in britain fates are traditionally public events held outdoors and organized to raise funds for a charity they typically include entertainment and the sale of goods and refreshments goods just a shout out to any of our etymology listeners. Fate is spelled F-E-T-E and it's uh, borrowed from Medieval Latin uh, via the French fit meaning holiday or party.
0: Yeah, I knew there's some French yeah. going on in there. So,
1: so our village we had <laughs> we had the village hall. So that's a very traditional kind of village thing, which is a kind of a meeting space that you can kind of hire out. Yeah you have a lot of discos there yeah lots of meetings i'm sure like aa meetings <laughs> all <laughs> kinds of things happen at the village hall we also had the village hall was located in what we just casually called the playing field which was a big field where you could go and play football but it had swings and Got you it. know like a play area as well what was but was this all connected to a church no we this was a churchless uh, village hall oh, it was just it was its own kind of yeah. thing So a lot of my childhood was spent at the playing field, including a very, very dangerous head injury that I received one day. You know those childhood head injuries that you would get where you just wouldn't tell anyone? And then you were like, "Oh, I like I still to this day at thirty-seven years old remember hitting my head at the top of that metal helter-skelter slide."
0: Which was it? That, that thing you didn't want to tell anyone because you thought then it would become real. Yes, and precisely. Then if you told someone, it turns out actually you, your brain is hemorrhaging uh, and, you, and you're gonna die. Precisely.
1: Yeah. I remember. It, I still remember the feeling of hitting my head on that helter-skelter slide. It was really bad. Anyway, so our village fate was held at the playing field. Okay. In reps with Bastwick. So a Village Fate, traditionally, like they said, raises money. So you'll have lots of stalls and different activities to do. Splat the Rat. So I want to talk to you about Splat the Rat. <laughs> Splat the Rat is one of the only... <laughs> it's one of the only games that I can remember, like, how like remember oh playing at the Village Fate. So <laughs> can you explain Splat the Rat to so people? So from
0: memory, Splat the Rat is... imagine. Okay, imagine you'd ordered a poster online and it arrived and it came on those long tubes so you might have one of those tubes and what would happen is some you'd pay like 20p and you'd play splat the rat and someone would drop like a, 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 a fake rat a fake rat like a cuddly rat toy down the tube and you would have to you'd have to hammer it I'm hammer it? (laughs) I'm going to
1: read the definition of it. As it
0: came out the bottom of the tube and you had to get in time.
1: Yes, it's basically like a -a whack-a-mole, but in a slightly different... Thank you. Whack-a-mole would be the US equivalent, but it's... Because we're in the UK in a a village, it's splat the rat. So dark and disgusting. Gotta kill those rats. So basically, it says it's an open-ended metal or plastic tube or a section of drain pipe mounted on a board that is almost vertical. A rat-shaped object is introduced by its tail into the upper end of the tube. The player's objective is to strike it before it falls to the ground, usually using a stick.
0: God, wait a minute. Was this originally real? As in, as in do you think I, think... I think, yeah. I think the history the of Splat the Rat
1: is like to actually just bash rats, bash rats oh, that God. like run around your dirty village. Okay. <laughs> so that, this is an example of how weird village fates are that you and I were able to
0: just instantly
1: say Splat the rat. rat to
0: each other. <laughs> okay, I'm going to suggest something else that might be the village fate. Okay. There might be, in the US you would call it a cakewalk, but here there might be something like a... Almost like a British Bake Off type thing where it would be like a cake sale, yes. maybe? Yes,
1: yes. Actually, Great uh, Great British Bake Off or Great British Baking Show, what they call it here, is all of their aesthetic is stolen from a village fate.
0: God, it. So bunting flags. Bunting
1: flags. A tent. Lots of trestle tables. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of folding tables being erected in like very dubious weather conditions. Yeah. Either way too hot or way too cold for outdoor activities.
0: Oh, wait, I've got another, another one what about guess the number of sweets in a jar
1: yes the, the guess the number of somethings is a real thing and i actually want to read you this description of a village fate that i found i was trying to find examples of celebrities going to village fates which didn't really exist but i found an amazing article about the the shouldham village fate which i'm not quite sure where shoulder is but it says Sholdum's Village Fate is having a celebrity opening next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Tim Bentick, best known for playing David Archer in the long running Radio 4 soap opera, The Archers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's going to be, so someone from a radio soap opera is opening their Village Fate. And then the description of the Village Fate, really, if you want to understand it here. This year's event will feature a range of traditional entertainment and stalls, including dog show, raffle, live music, tractor rides, coconut shy, bowl for a pig, horseshoe throwing, splat the rat. Greasy pole over the water tank and guess the number of balloons in the Land Rover.
0: Oh, they really they really they leveled up the guess yeah. the number.
1: Uh, and in addition food and drink will be available from the award-winning pub the King's Arms. I really enjoyed the notion of guess the number of balloons in the Land Rover. That is so specific.
0: Also, those balloons could burst. <laughs> and also, the, th- the originally the thing was like guess the number of Maltesers in the jar. You would then, if you were closest, you would win the jar. Right. So, are you winning the Land Rover? <laughs> well,
1: we have to. We'll have to fly back and see that guy from the archers opening the Shaldon village fate.
0: Well, we need to touch on the archers very, very briefly. It, it still is around
1: it is my, my nan still listens to it every single day as does my dad
0: so it's an audio radio soap opera it's been around for maybe I don't know 60 years yeah and it's very like be like oh Susan who lives next door oh I'm gonna go see I'm gonna go see Fraser but yeah. b- before then you'd be like crunch 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 yeah. up
1: the gravel driveway it's a, it's a lot of foley work happening yeah. in the arches and and the arches is about a, a rural village countryside community so it's yeah it's kind of insane that my dad who lived in norfolk loved the arches because he was just listening to like the boring reality of our lives of people talking about farming and things
0: C- can you sing the theme tune because I can. <laughs>
1: and then famously it would and it would fade and it would be played underneath someone like a bell ringing of the village shop ding a ling ling oh hi, susan just come in for
0: some eggs did you say
1: susan as well <laughs> I think <it> is, <laughs> so many susans in that village of the archers <laughs> really curious to know what bowl for a pig is bowl as in bowling like like 10 pin bowling i wonder if i wonder if they win a pig
0: (laughs) (laughs) win a pack of ham i wonder if it was like they had little pig statues and you had to bowl and hit them or something so i just
1: googled bowl bowl for a pig and all i'm getting is like water bowls to feed your pig (laughs) no
0: slippery the slippery what is the slippery pole slippery pole over a a tank
1: so the yeah a dunk tank is a real thing and i feel like they do that a lot in america as well that's like a I feel like schools do that, like, with their, like, weird activities, which is, yeah, you have to... Usually, I feel like it was always, like, the reverend of the local church, like, the vicar oh. would have to sit in that thing over the tank, and then you'd have to throw a ball so that uh, they would fall in.
0: No, but that, that's different to the slippery pole. The slippery pole was... It was a pole over a thing of water. Oh. And, like, you, you'd pay... Or someone would... You would have to, like, get across the pole, and the I pole being greased up with... Very any uh, crystal maze. oil. Exactly. Very
1: crystal maze. So do you remember that one specific game in the crystal maze which was just going over those poles over water and people would always fall and i always felt like you'd really see them hit their knee on it and it looked really Mm, painful a lot of like hip injuries on that (laughs) that game another thing which is very traditional at a village fate there's two things and i again as a despite not being white as a white child that grew up in middle class rural england yeah i did both of these activities uh one of them we've discussed before is country dancing. Yes. So at my school, we would do country dancing. So that we would then go to the village fate of where my school was and we would perform our country dancing, which is all very like. Have you seen the horror movie Midsummer? Midsummer? No, I have never it's seen it. It's very that. Bad. It feels very oddly like Anglo, kind of like Swedish kind of yes. cult like dancing. Everyone's like, ooh, do you heard the good? Is there a maypole or is that Wales? Well. That's the other thing I was going to say to you is, did you know that as a child, I knew multiple complicated maypole dances and used to perform them at local village fates as well? Can you explain to our American (laughs) listeners a maypole? Such a fucking strange... Like, I can't believe I I used to know how to do this. So it's basically, we would... (laughs) I just remembered the maypole getting erected in the playground at school. You
0: need to, you need to break this down for our American listeners. Because you're just like, oh yeah, the maypole. Come on.
1: <laughs> so it's apparently it's a painted pole decorated with flowers and ribbons. And it's pr- people traditionally dance around it on May Day, holding the long ribbons that are attached to the top of the pole. Yes. So it's a very like pagan... It's like a weird hangover of like pagan Britain. It has been interpreted as a phallic symbol. Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, I'm going to just ignore that, doing that as a child. And basically... What we would do in maple dancing is every child, you'd get, you would have to hold one of the ribbons and then you did a dance going around the pole. And what would happen is at the end of the dance, all the ribbons would have like plaited themselves beautifully around the pole yes. in a certain formation. Lovely. There was one that went really close to the pole. Then I remember there was this one that involved us like weaving in and out of each other, Ooh. like in, as we went around. And so some people stood still maybe, and we went like underneath. And I remember it would make like a, almost like a stretched out, like kind of spider web design mm. it's a really odd technology and a really strange like i don't know how people i just i don't know how people started doing it and how they worked out how to do it it seems very how did you how did you i honestly just remember standing in the playground with this like we had like a <laughs> we had like a practice maypole which was not decorative it was like a metal pole with like Really sad ribbons attached to it for us to practice. Like
0: oh, what, ribbons that have been used many, many yeah, times. Yeah, really before. grubby. Yeah, grubby R- crease. Really
1: grubby, like sweaty little kids' hands ribbons Ugh. that have been handled. And I just remember, I don't really understand what happened. I just remember a teacher standing there and you get, I just remember being told that certain people had to stand still and certain people had to weave out, and it was all done to music. So weird. That is weird. Especially thinking about all those white children and my little face just bobbing around in the maypole. What were you wearing? I honestly don't remember. I don't I don't think we ever went as far as having to wear like a full-on like traditional garb when we did it. I okay. think I'm pretty sure I would wear my school uniform and do it.
0: Where was your mum during all of this? <laughs> and what did she contribute to the village fair? I'm nervous about that. Uh, well, she would never... Well, nothing.
1: <laughs> Her personality, which is literally enough to... That doesn't need to provide anything else. No, she certainly wouldn't have ever... Baked a baked cake. Baked a cake because no. she couldn't cook or bake at all. <laughs> and, and she knows that and it's fine. When she hears this, she'll be... She'll find that very funny.
0: Did she give you like maybe a couple of pounds and went off, off with you. Well, I and you would have to let, you would go and you'd play spat the rat and well, take a trip in a tractor.
1: One distinct memory I have is, and another really important part of a village fight is there's always a raffle or a tombola. <laughs> 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 and, you know, which essentially is just winning, you know, picking out tickets and winning a prize. Yeah. But I remember I was really scared one year because I entered the, the raffle or the tombola. And one of the prizes was, to go up in a helicopter. There was like a local air ambulance had like wow. flown a helicopter into the the village fate. And all they did was literally take up off the ground and go back down again. Yeah. And all I know is I, I didn't want to win because I was too scared of going up in a helicopter. But I didn't tell anyone that. I didn't tell my mum that. And I remember the pure feeling of fucking dread coursing through my veins as they like announced the winner. Thank God I didn't have to go up in that helicopter.
0: That's so... That's such a, a weird, specific childhood thing because... The most obvious thing to say is... If you if you won, you didn't have to go. Oh no! But I I love the fact that like, you convinced
1: yourself. I, I assumed that I was one hundred percent re-strapped into that helicopter and rocketed into as the sky.
0: As, as soon as you'd purchase that <laughs> ticket, you'd sign. Yeah, it
1: was a, it an was agreement, a, a verbally binding contract, <laughs> and it literally would like the moment that I held up my shaky hand, held up the winning raffle ticket, my arm would be grabbed and I'd be shoved into the helicopter and sent right up into the sky to die. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been in a helicopter? No, I never have, and I really don't ever want to be. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, because I know you grew up in Glasgow and you grew up in more of like a, you you were more like suburban, right? You went in a village. Wow. So tell me about your village fate experience. <laughs> the first
0: eight years of my life, I grew up in the countryside. Okay. So I was proper country, country, and then moved into the suburbs. So from, we didn't really have village fates because we had two other things going on. We would have... Highland Games, of course, which was essentially a village fate, but a Scottish one, and they would happen in different locations. Right, and we would also caber tossing, go, right? Yeah, caber tossing, hot. Um, yeah, really hot, really hot. We would have agricultural shows, so it would be like farmers would have our agriculture, where they'd show cows and yeah. all that kind of stuff in different parts of Scotland. So we would go to those, but there was a lot of very similar things, but the best one was outside of edinburgh was the official i think it was like the official highland games it was so fun yeah there'd be like a full-on cows everywhere (laughs) you would go they would like Marks and spencer had erected tents you go get like food for the day was like everything there were simulators yeah you know Um, everything
1: going on yeah no, we had the, we had the agricultural things as well. So, and ours always had a simulator. Always a simulator. Always a simulator. And there'd
0: be like a an arcade, and there might be some yep. rides. There'd be an arcade, and you could win. Back then, you could definitely win a goldfish. <laughs> you know, a goldfish. And then I I would win that goldfish, right. and it would die. Maybe I don't know, two weeks.
1: I remember being really excited by one of ours at the at the the Norfolk the county show, which was getting really excited that Anglia Water had a tent there, and you could fill up your bottle from like a tap. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that being like an actual, we were like, well, I'm going to go to the Anglia water thing and get some like free water. Actually,
0: I could do some water. And, <laughs> and Why was I so excited about that? There were always so many like official sponsors. And also the bigger the show was, like, so many official sponsors, you would go and you'd get maybe like a bag. Yeah, I'm be like, oh my God, Hyundai have a stall. So you'd go and you'd get like a Hyundai <laughs> bag. with So
1: shit like John Deere. John Deere, like, ride on mower stand. You're like, i got a key ring from John Deere. Yeah, so much single-use plastic. So weird. So I feel like we kind of touched on it a little bit there, but I definitely think it's a very easy and obvious equivalent. And yeah. I think that, yet again, much like everything being really rinky-dink and sad in the UK, or very, very, you know, rustic, I think the US equivalent is insane. So I think... Even though they are slightly more comparable to, like we said, like the Norfolk show that I used to go to, I think county fairs are... State fairs. State fairs or county fairs, yeah. Okay. Are the, the US equivalent. Yeah. Because they are, you know, local. They ha- Some of them have like an agricultural kind of vibe depending on where you are. But also they're like nothing like, you know, it's sort of like Marjorie's sad old Victoria sponge that she's made. And then you go to like the LA County Fair and it's like deep fried fucking... I don't know o-
0: Oreo ice cream butter yeah with peanuts, on a stick peanut peanut butter a on dog. a stick
1: yeah like wrapped around like a turkey leg yeah. and like deep fried in cheese
0: and you've got to, you you got to shoot the turkey before <laughs> yes. and then it was all
1: done for exactly yeah. exactly yeah. but have you have you been to the L A County Fair
0: No I'm scared of it
1: <laughs> What do you think's gonna happen
0: uh, the, the food and uh, the people <laughs> attending are scared
1: Yeah I I I want to go been? No I just was talking to um, to Bordeaux about it and he went this year and he was telling me about the, how the food was. Like nuts. Did so. you have
0: a, did he enjoy it? The, the the experience? I don't think so. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it's one of those things that sounds fun. Yeah. And then you're like, do you know what? Ugh. I'm not gonna I think also it would be a real diving headfirst into proper straight culture. Yes, oh, I'll sure of that.
1: So there you go. Really it's just a trip down my childhood memory lane and just a chance for me to tell people I'm a weird white child from a white place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Just for us both, just to say in unison, "Splat the rat, Splat the
1: rat." So yes, I think the U.S. equivalent of a village fate is a county or state fair. You're, You're welcome. welcome. And we're back. We haven't gone anywhere. Actually, in reality, we've disappeared out of the house and gone to a Joanne's Fabric.
0: <laughs> we have. We've been to Joanne's Fabric. I bought some diamantes and a glue gun. Yep. We've also had some feedback while we've been recording. This is from Chloe Burton. Hey, so I saw some people last weekend and Alistair Bankier was talking about this podcast and how much he enjoyed it. I've started listening and so enjoying it. Loving your LA life, hope you're thriving i love that hope you're thriving listening to episodes (laughs) not sure not sure so shout out to to chloe burton thanks for listening and uh, are we thriving right now i
1: mean i don't feel so great
0: right now but we'll find out why i don't feel so great
1: right now so so ben is doing our american topic this week because i talked about village
0: fates (laughs) what do you got babes our us topic this week is Popeyes as in Popeyes oh. fried chicken Popeyes chicken and biscuits we are on borrowed time oh. because we've just been to Popeyes <laughs> there's one I would say too close to my house <laughs> and after we went to Joanne's fabrics we <laughs> nipped to Popeyes and we got a meal and now we've eaten it and we are on a roller coaster yeah I'm I'm about 20 to 30 minutes away from fully needing to lay down. Okay, cool. <laughs> Bearing in mind, you were laying down two minutes ago when I just came back into this room. So Popeyes is a fast food chain. It was started in, founded in 1972 in New Orleans. Have you heard about, have you heard of New Orleans? Just about. Is that the same as Old Orleans? Old Orleans in New Orleans, yes. Yeah. Okay. New Orleans, as they call it. It was originally started as chicken on the run. <laughs> like that and then they changed the name so it was started by a guy called al copeland you were looking into our friend al or is he not a friend uh, he he seems to be quite
1: an insane insane person okay so it says uh, copeland became a new orleans icon due to his flamboyant lifestyle including his eponymous powerboat racing teams extravagant weddings and his annual christmas light show at his mansion <laughs> wow it says he was both admired and disliked by many people in new orleans <laughs> Um, and then, so just to go into his public controversy section of his Wikipedia, Fun. one of them is he tried to make a an unsuccessful bid for a Louisiana gambling license, and someone outbid him for it. And then they had a fight in a Morton Steakhouse, a physical fight. And um, then him and his wife were out for their wedding anniversary, and they were hospitalized. And then, um, so by-
0: so hang on a minute. For his wedding anniversary, he went to Morton's Steakhouse. Yeah, and then had a fight with someone and got hospitalised. So Morton's Steakhouse is, I mean, what would the UK equivalent be? It's, I would say it's a step below, but just a step below, um, what was that kind of chain, like a Browns? Right. Do you remember like a Browns brasserie?
1: <laughs> well, they have they have the nerve to call it an upscale restaurant on uh, Wikipedia. There you go. Uh, the, the second controversy, which I'm really enjoying, is Copeland had a very public feud with horror novelist Anne Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Because he opened a restaurant in New Orleans and she Rice placed a full-page ad in the February New Orleans Times newspaper calling the restaurant hideous, a monstrosity, and nothing short of an abomination. I would love to have a Wikipedia entry of... A public feud with Anne Rice. <laughs> the other thing is, we mentioned it, but he's become a local celebrity because he has a full Christmas display in his house or had a full Christmas display in his house. Copeland's display not only had elaborate lights, but he also parked his luxurious and exotic cars in front of his driveway. He provided free popcorn, candy, and children's toys during his final years. Hmm. Oh, that's really, that's really sweet.
0: <laughs> what a guy. sounds
1: insane. What a guy.
0: Okay, well, <clears throat> we
1: went there. Although I just like the idea of, if, if it followed up with him also having a fight with Anne Rice in, a, in another restaurant. <laughs> For some reason, I imagine she's dressed as a vampire.
0: Sure. I love how she took a full page ad. Yeah,
1: real petty. I like
0: that. <laughs> so we went, we ordered. What did we order? We got the chicken. We both got chicken tenders meals. Yes. So that comes with five pieces of chicken tenders chicken tenders which we've realized the uk equivalent is a chicken goujon yes very much a goujon and uh we got both got cajun fries Mm. it comes with a biscuit uk listeners that's like a a savory scone yeah i would say fluffy 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 savory savory scone scone. and i got mine a little spicy you got yours mild classic you yep i got a dr pepper what what are you drinking i've got myself a frozen lemonade here it's uh
1: mm. it's essentially sugar mixed with sugar and I think they've frozen it in with some sugar. Okay. And it's being served on sugar. Okay, cool. Out of a sugar straw. Out of a sugar straw, exactly. Yeah. Well, they inject my veins with actual sugar at the same time.
0: I feel kind of insane. Great. <laughs> we also got some sides. We got um, the macaroni, mac and cheese. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Then, so our friend JR, who is, well, he's from North Carolina. Yeah, it's so not like, that close to Louisiana. No, but he said that- General the Southern. Should, yeah, just Southern. He said that we should get the rice and beans-
1: I'm. I've got a bone to pick with JR. Yeah. And I don't like bones in my meat, which is why I had to have a tender. But I've got a boneless, a boneless tender to pick with him. How it, did you describe that rice and beans combo? It it tasted like rice. Then someone had squeezed barbecue sauce into it, and it was yeah. like swimming in barbecue sauce. Wasn't oh, good. I hate barbecue sauce. Very smoky,
0: oh. but it was more smoky than that. It was less sweet than a barbecue yeah. sauce. Ugh, oh, horrible. Yeah. yeah, not great. Cheers, and we have JR. to.
1: We have to do a public apology that we didn't have the famous Popeye's chicken sandwich.
0: No. So the chicken sandwich, <laughs> that was introduced in August 2019 to compete with chicken with Chick-fil-A, similar sandwich. Chick-fil-A we cannot go to because we are Ooh. homosexual. Yeah, it was introduced in 2019 and it became like an absolute, absolute hit. I remember this at the time. There were quite often huge lines outside of Popeye's. There were constantly... Running out of them, it was like a whole, a whole thing. Then I saw here that a man outside of a Maryland Popeye's chain was stabbed to death during a dispute dispute over over cutting in line for the chicken sandwich. Jesus. Yeah. So we didn't get the chicken sandwich because we do not want to be involved in that. (laughs) No. No. You found us a lovely commercial. I'm just going to play it now. Chicken and biscuits. Get ready for a big surprise. Try for Popeye.
1: Chicken and biscuits from Popeye you love them side by side. Head
0: away. No spice is right. Fluffle licious in I say, ooh. Mm. Chicken and biscuits
1: from Popeye. Together they just make a perfect match. They go together great. I love it. Love that chicken from Popeye. They got it together. So, are we going to add that song into our live show that we're never going to do, which involves us coming out and doing, what is it, back to back? I know him so well. I know him so well. The Popeye's theme, and we're gonna mix that into the full Sizzler is is the one, one.
0: and and then we'll also do at some point the full Saturday's Mega Yes
1: Wow, it's gonna be a real eclectic show, isn't it? I don't
0: know how we're gonna clear all that music. (laughs) A lot of we're gonna actually have to hire someone specifically for music clearance for us. (laughs) So yeah, it looks like Popeye's is all over all over America, and it also looks like I think I just read. Hang on a minute. So we've also got Philippines, Germany, France, Japan. I just saw the phrase Westfield Stratford City. What? So the first <laughs> restaurant in the UK was opened at Westfield, or it was planned for Westfield Stratford City, November 20th, 2021. Okay, i got to look it up. Yeah, so there's now, what that's the only one in the UK, it's at Westfield Stratford City. Um, what were you just saying about Westfield Stratford City? I, I hate Westfield
1: Stratford. It is the most stressful shopping environment I've ever been in. So long and skinny. Long and skinny and, and very un... very oddly designed for like a heavy foot traffic it feels very cramped and very which for like a huge shopping center they should be designed so that they never feel cramped
0: yeah not into it not into it so that meal we just say i'm gonna put it out there i think that is the best fast food meal we've eaten in this podcast oh
1: 100
0: because what we've had what taco bell disgusting
1: (laughs) taco bell was the, the lowest of the low of what we've eaten what
0: else have we had
1: dunkin donuts
0: I don't even remember the Dunkin' Donuts. We just Donuts. ate a lot of
1: sugary pastries for Dunkin' Donuts.
0: Okay. Have we done any others? Oh, well, I'm, well, we've been to Sizzler.
1: Yes, and obviously I got extremely unwell eating at Ireland's restaurant.
0: Oh my God, I couldn't even eat that teriyaki burger.
1: I was incredibly... <laughs> In fact, I would say this is the this is the first one that's not made me... I mean, I feel like I need to sleep, but I don't feel ill. Yeah. Yet, yet. 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 But yeah, this is our first <laughs> fast food experience that's not making me physically ill. Oh, actually, In and Out Burger was good. We did oh, that. Oh, yeah, as well. that's a classic. Who do you know that's from Louisiana that's famous? Brittany's from Kentwood, Louisiana. Yep. Uh, Who else? Reese Witherspoon is from Louisiana. Oh, okay. Uh, Shane West, the actor that was in the Mandy Moore film A Walk to Remember remember him no <laughs> uh, jared leto i thought that was kind of strange i, I don't picture him being from louisiana no i don't think,
0: i don't think he wants us to know He's definitely that.
1: like tried to cover that up
0: have you ever seen him in real life no i once went to one of the final parties at the playboy mansion oh and he was there just like very sketchily just stalking around wide-eyed it's yeah. very odd mm. like just cutting across the grass it's like no, that's not a path you know what I mean? Ellen. Oh. I mean, dark. <laughs> <laughs> can we also just talk about the live-action movie, Popeye? Sure. From 1980, starring Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Filmed she- famously in Malta.
1: <laughs> She's great casting for Olive Oil, isn't yeah. she?
0: She's. I mean, she can really do the human equivalent of leaning out a window and doing those wobbly arms. Yeah, like she- Ooh! <laughs> yeah.
1: I completely forgot that she was olive oil. And as soon as you said her name, I was like, well, of course she was. She's yeah. the only person that could have ever played that part. Who played Bluto? I don't know, but Bluto's heart, isn't he? Oh, Bluto's heart. <laughs> he's in the same thing as Desperate Dan. Dan. <laughs> A big chinned.
0: Bluto Popeye movie.
1: I'm looking, I'm looking at some Google images of Bluto and he looks like all the men that go to the Eagle. <laughs>
0: Our local leather, our local gay leather bar in in LA. (laughs) I'm going to take it back. I'm not into this Bluto. (laughs) So it seems that Popeye's the restaurant for a while they would hire out. That doesn't make sense. They would pay to use characters from Popeye. Right. Like to help advertise. It also says here that, so Popeye's is spelled Popeye. And then there's an s, but there's no apostrophe when there should be. And apparently, our our friend um, or the Al Copeland, the founder, said that they couldn't afford the apostrophe.
1: <laughs> I think you just forgot Al. Like he had a lot on his plate. He had he was having <laughs> fist fights with Ann Rice <laughs> midday in New Orleans. So like he, he had, had things to do. He had
0: a reservation at Morton State Guys. <laughs> he had to go buy that candy and everything for the kids who are coming over for, for Christmas. <laughs> God and also those exotic cars—they they have an upkeep. <laughs> What's an exotic car? I think it's—I think America, an American exotic car is a car that it does not hail from this country. Oh, like, I see. <laughs> ooh, i.e. in quotation marks, foreign. Like a Nissan Sunny, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Fiat Cinquecento. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much Popeyes. What would we say the UK equivalent is? I've got an idea, but what do you think? Mm. And I know I've thrown around the word chicken goujon a lot but right. I don't I, I think that might take us in a bad direction. Yeah, I feel
1: like it needs to not necessarily be a chicken restaurant. It needs to be more of a oh, very okay. regionally specific restaurant rather than cuz you know it's such like a it's meant to be very specifically like Louisiana like so, Cajun it's that kind of you know chicken in a biscuit is very kind of southern.
0: So if if there was a oh i've got an idea what about a harry ramsden's fish and chips right ex-
1: exactly exactly <laughs> cuz it's kind of like yeah that's kind of like seaside it's a chain
0: Oh God, it's got a personality. Yeah, it does. I wonder, do those still exist? A Harry Ramsdens? Do you think was he a real person, Harry Ramsden? I think so. I always remember there was one in Glasgow Airport. Definitely <laughs> went to that few. Nothing like a, a bit of fish and chips and some tartar sauce before getting on a long haul flight <laughs> oh, that's at Glasgow horrible. International. So it looks like he's got a thing called Harry's Pit Stop, which are at welcome welcome breaks like motorway stop off things oh that's sad yeah my other thought was going to be i feel like particularly in somewhere like dalston and london there were definitely chicken shops that kind of looked like they were a chain but they weren't a chain right and they always had the same packaging you know you got your chicken in or always had the same signs right do you know what i mean (laughs) yes have you ever seen that tv show chicken shop from the uk it was like a you know when it, all those fixed oh, rig shows yes. were going on? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I they well they filmed the Taxi Rank one. They filmed it, that uh, in Norwich. Did they? Yeah. So I watched that one. Me and my friends from Norwich like would watch it and talk about it because people had real Norfolk accents on that. <laughs> they were like really drunk, being like, "Can you get me a taxi? The Great Yarmouth." <laughs> I think Harry Ramsden because you've got the you've got a person you know a strange person behind it as well.
0: Okay, so there you have it. The UK equivalent of Popeye's chicken takeout <laughs> restaurant is Harry Ramsden's.
1: Harry Ramsden's world-famous fish and chips is what it's officially
0: called. Well, wor- wor- world-famous. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>
1: This is Future Fraser. I accidentally deleted the end of the episode where we did the Narview, our Avatar 2 updates. But I mean, we do have over 100 days till it comes out. So I guess I'll just say uh, thanks for listening. And as always, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc. Give us some feedback on Instagram, Twitter, uh, email, you're welcome, America Podcast at gmail.com. or like some of our friends, just simply text us about it. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose.
1: I go by Toyota sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13.
0: I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.